did the book bring you closer to happiness? Are you a happier person now? I think so. One of the great <laughs> things. <is> <laughs> I think so. Am I maybe, happier? Maybe. <laughs> Am I happier? <laughs> um. I am your host, Jason Lafferty. I'm your host, Dylan Dentremont. We are two dudes who review books. My dude. My dude, what's up? Okay, so season two. We Season two. Yeah, we've tried to record this episode multiple times. Someone yes. lost power. And then someone uh-huh. else lost power. We've traded, yes. And then uh, someone's cable went out. Jerks. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah those, those, those trees. Uh, but yeah, it has been a, a, a rocky start to try to kick off season two. Yeah, well, December here in the Northwest can be unpredictable. We did not predict that. Yeah. <laughs> you know early snow things weather rain yeah. still rain still yeah. rain more rain it's all good but we're here yeah. now we're, we're, ha- we're i'm happy to be here are you we're, happy we're to be here. here yeah we're here I'm definitely happy to be here um, awesome yeah and we got you know I, we're kicking this off just a little bit before the christmas times and yeah a lot of yeah. happiness in the air which, which brings definitely. us to to bzh i feel like i'm stealing a three-letter acronym for you bzh uh, <laughs> blue BZH. zones of happiness that was uh, a great segue that was it you should win an emmy for that segue well yeah, I, <laughs> I i'm gonna i'm gonna nominate myself i'm going for an ego there you here. go i like it so there you go Perfect. yeah so blue zones blue of zone, happiness blue zones of happiness uh by dan butner i think that's butner yeah, yeah, you did good. Yeah. You did yeah. good. Good. Um, so kind of doing some research for this this book, and you know, he's got a a few books out. Yeah. So there's a book just called Blue Zones, right? Yes, lessons for living longer from the people who've lived the longest. Yeah. Which is yeah. why you should just call it Blue Zones. <laughs> or busy. <laughs> or busy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they, there's a cookbook out. I didn't know uh, there was a cookbook. That's cool. There's, there's a cookbook. And I saw uh, this morning there is a Blue Zones, uh, I think, challenge book. Um, okay. Which I'm interested, after reading this, I'm interested in getting into what Blue Zones challenge would be as well. So, yeah. That's kind of cool. So, yeah. No, I think it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a cool, it's, it was, it's a cool uh, kind of theme that he has going on here mm-hmm. um that kind of captures a lot i i heard about blue zones uh actually heard about blue zones from my parents i feel like i don't know maybe 10 years ago um mm-hmm. they were all mm-hmm. on 
on blue zones and moving to a blue zone. <laughs> We're um, all on blue zones. It sounds yeah. like something you get at the local pharmacist. But... <laughs> yeah, they, they, they did not make it to uh, moving to a blue zone, but you know, they talked about it a lot. Yes. Yeah. Well, and yeah. this book kind of does lay out like how to create your own mini blue zone and yeah. go from there, right? Larger and yeah. larger zones of blueness. Yeah. So yeah, the the kind of the summary I I threw together for this book is as I look over towards it, it's gonna be weird. This is our first YouTube thing. So I feel like I'm very yes. cognizant of my like surroundings and environment and where I'm looking and and scratching and all that all that fun stuff the, the good news is that you still don't have to wear pants I hundred percent yeah so um if you're looking for a, a book to guide you towards happiness this might be the one uh dan butner lays out the three strands of happiness pleasure purpose and pride uh providing uh a, a test to identify the areas in your life where you could grow your happiness he also mm -hmm. gives you strategies for creating your life radius. I feel like that is that if elevator pitching it, that feels like that sums the book up. That that's pretty good. Yeah, I would I would say that the focus of, of this book, this book would be good for people that are like just getting into it, but also this book, I liked it because the like middle almost two thirds of the book is actually advice for leaders. And uh, we'll probably get into some of the specifics of that a little bit later, but I appreciated that there is stuff in here, both for individuals, like one person, what can I do to make myself happier, but also leaders of organizations and even um, government leaders, leaders of larger groups, faith leaders, uh, and what they can do to promote happiness in their communities that they're responsible for. So I thought that was pretty cool. So when you read the book, like, did you read it with a leadership lens or did you feel like you read it with more of a dad lens? So when I initially read this book, I, I was actually surprised because I think in my head, you know, in, in readership, we talk about like, is this book zoomed in like on the individual or zoomed out and talking about concepts from like 20,000 yeah. feet in the air. We talk about this in education too. There's a difference between how... I want to learn about teaching a child and the systems that layer above that, right? So anyway, uh, um, with this one, I was expecting it to be more about the individuals, but he kind of goes over kind of what happiness looks like in various blue zones. And he kind of emphasizes one of those three strands, you know, the pride strand or the um, pleasure strand. What was the third one? Pride, pleasure. And uh, why pride pressure purpose my that's my favorite let's talk there about you go yeah so yeah. um but he does uh then take the time to say well what kind of as opposed to the micro what the individuals do what macro sort of policies are in place in the environment in the communities in the country uh, what are the social norms in these areas that create this great uh, environment for happiness? So initially, when I read it, I was thinking more about the individual, but then uh, it presented a lot of materials uh, that really apply to people who are leaders um, and not just individuals. Yeah, I, I when I when I read it, I had kind of this 
initial like dad lens going on of mm-hmm. the book um but it was hard not to to jump into a, a leadership lens um there sure. was a lot of things that came up in the book and i'm like oh yeah as a leader i could i could see that um and i think mm-hmm. environment was the, the kind of the big one for me there yeah yeah absolutely so, did the book bring you closer to happiness are you a happier person now i think so one of the <laughs> yeah. things is, i think so I, am maybe, i happier maybe am i happier <laughs> um but uh i yes uh the short story is yes but i would say it's not just am i happier today it's it helps you to see what are the things in your life that are holding you back from happiness and what is propelling you forward to happiness. Um, And uh, so, for example, with me, one of the things that stood out was uh, having a loving partner and the huge contributions that that makes to your happiness, minimizing your commute time. I, I live very close to my work. um, And so me not having very much of a commute time really helps contribute to my happiness because that's that much less time that I'm sitting around and stressing. Um, some things that may not be contributing to my happiness is lately with the being kind of socked in for the winter here, it's been a little harder to get active. So that may be holding me back from um, my goals of being happy. Um, I also realized that there were some things that I accidentally did that that promoted (laughs) my happiness so he talks about maintaining your sleep environment well we kind of redid our bedroom of uh last year to really be promoting of sleep and so that has made a difference as well so he does a great job kind of giving you the chance to look at kind of each aspect of your life and decide if it's contributing or detracting from your happiness what about you um I and the short answer, yes. Uh, I think it 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 really helped my my happiness. Um, mm-hmm. Where the the thought that uh, kind of resonated with me, and you kind of touched on it, uh, especially around this time of year, is environment. Yeah. I mean, if you're a Pacific Northwester, you know that you get gorgeous, gorgeous three month summers, right? Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. it's all it's all sunny, but the other nine months, it's rainy. That kind of and meh. yeah. It is it is meh. And if if you're not the person that's gonna go out and get wet, and you 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 you're gonna probably struggle a little bit here. Um. So it's that designing your environment mm-hmm. and going. Okay, what do you do now? You know, do you do you you know, go indoor rock climbing or do you spend more time at museums or, you know, something around the house, whatever that is. But Mm -hmm. that overall, just kind of designing the environment, um, kind of that struck home with me because it gives, it gives you control Mm -hmm. of what's going on. And so when we talk about happiness, it's like, yeah, I, I control my level of happiness here. So did yeah. you did take I, the did happiness it? test? Oh, wait, you know what? As I was, I was, I was getting, I was preparing. 
I mean, the answer is no. Uh, but as I, was, oh! <laughs> I know, as I was preparing here, I'm like, because I read it and I'm like, I'm going to take it later. I'm going to do it oh, later. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I didn't really feel like I was in an environment to take it. And I'm like, I'll take it later. Mm-hmm. And it's later. It's <laughs> later and it ain't taken, I, is it? Dang, nab it. Not taking it. Did you take the test? I'm assuming I did. Yes. I did take the test. Yes, absolutely. And it was actually pretty illustrative of uh there weren't any really big surprises there. I I scored pretty well. I'm a pretty happy guy. And like I said, I've spent the last couple of years, you know, making tweaks here and there to help <laughs> kind of move me and the fam uh towards happiness, my wife and two kiddos. Um though he kind of the way the happiness test works is that you answer a series of questions and each of those questions is really asking you about an aspect one of those three aspects of happiness right so there you know do you have a pride yeah the pleasure pleasure purpose and pride so pleasure is like do you have things in your daily life that make you happy right um purpose is like do you feel like you are making a difference in the world and pride is kind of an interesting one without getting too wonky about it but it's basically like when you look back at your life do you feel like you've been places and did stuff do you feel good (laughs) about where you are and what you've accomplished in your life yeah um after going through all of those it was kind of funny because the the one that i ranked the lowest in um, I was kind of above the threshold uh, for for two of them, but the last one was actually purpose, and that was a little surprising to that, me. That is surprising, right? Knowing what um, I know, that is surprising. Yeah, and I was trying to decide, you know, why that was. I, it's it's possible that just I took it on a day or a weekend where I had a <laughs> rough week at work or something. It's possible. But, um, you know, I will note that these quizzes are like one point in time and they're not intended to be like utterly and entirely diagnostic. It's just to kind of help you wrap your head around it. So I, oh, while this, I do, this is set. This is it. Like, <laughs> it's, set. This it's, is, in it's in stone. It's in hammered on my gravestone. Yeah. Right? Um, well, you know but, what? It, but I have to figure that uh, you're taking this test and it doesn't mean that you're not purposeful. Sure. It means that you could be more purposeful sure i would agree with that assessment yeah Yeah. saying that and knowing what i know about your drive it's like no he i I could see him being more doing more i mean that's kind of who you are yeah so answering those questions as you i i could see that i'm I'm gonna validate the test stamped i appreciate it I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. I I did uh, I did overall agree with the assessment sort of writ large. It's not like I scored like zero for purpose or anything, right? I was just below the threshold of like where he wants you to think about your score and how you might improve that area. But um, yeah, for as far as pride goes, you know, I can I've, I, I'm a veteran. So I look back and I feel good about the things that I've accomplished in my life. I have two children's I have an education I'm, I'm in a stable relationship I'm in a stable home so on and so forth so um you know I I definitely agree with most of the aspects of the test and even with the purpose one 
you know, I feel good about what I do. I value my work. Um, but even at that, like I do, I think it may be because I am kind of pushing myself like, well, could I be doing more? Right. So it may be that some of that drive uh, hurts me on the on the pri- <laughs> uh, on the purpose scale a little bit. But overall, I'm a pretty happy guy. So I generally agree with happy the guy. I'm a happy guy. Happy guy. I'm a fun guy. I'm like the mushroom, you know? I don't I mean we have dad joke coming up. This year is our dad yeah. joke. So don't don't it's, give out you know, you, I fun guy as a dad joke. I like, shouldn't get too out in front of our dad jokes. Is that what you're saying? We're, All right, fair enough. Consider me chastened. So so based on what you know mm-hmm. of happiness, because we spent a little time. I mean, we this whole happiness thing came about this year because we we've touched on happiness before last season think like a monk i probably would have tried to throw into this mix if we hadn't read it already um that that kind of was a a happiness and that was kind of the the, a designing almost designing environment um letting go type happiness um and and he talks a lot about meditation of course and think like a monk which is also brought up in this book yeah so knowing what you know about happiness do you do you have like do you disagree with anything that dan said no i don't think so i i i do in fact agree with the, i would say all of what he says in this book i think the the only questioning note that you're hearing in my voice is that <laughs> this book kind of the the middle uh, the middle like half of the book, if I'm being honest, is definitely a, a wider view of happiness um, and yeah. looks at it more from the perspective of as organization as organizational leaders. Yeah, I have another um, as organizational leaders or as community leaders what should we be thinking about? What are the policy recommendations as opposed to the personal recommendations for happiness? So my only qualm about this book is that it it does spend a significant portion of the book talking about the wider picture of happiness from the community and above sort of standpoint. And it does zoom away from the individual. With that said, there is plenty of content here to help an individual uh, become happier and a lot of examples of people in various blue zones and how they've pursued their happiness. So I would say, yes, writ large, I think it it is a good book and could help a person definitely pursue their happiness. Again, the only asterisk there is that there is a lot of time dedicated in this book for the community and above level. You know, I, I I will agree with that. There is a lot of time there, smelly community uh, above level. I think, depending on the lens you put on the book, um, I think you can pull some of those community stuff out to apply directly to you. I agree. Yeah. I agree. So yeah, like take for take for instance. You know, the wider themes about like um, in Denmark, for example, one of the things that the author points out that Denmark does such a great job in in creating happy (laughs) citizens 
is that you don't have to worry, according to the author, I haven't lived in Denmark, uh, you don't have to worry about your basic needs, right? That you will yeah. receive the help you need for healthcare, food assistance, housing assistance. And what that means is that because there's such a robust safety net, people do what they like to do. Furthermore, Denmore, De Denmore, <laughs> Denmark, it, as, as part of their, the way they treat each other and the way they think about the world, um, they're not particularly ambitious. Like, like I will say happiness and fulfillment is more important to the average citizen of Denmark than success like writ large, like as we would classify it here in other Western countries. So we think about earning a big salary and we think, you know, ch chasing the dollar, a lot of people they're, they're after more money, more money. That's, that's not the case in Denmark because all of their basic needs are met. <clears throat> the, the social and government environment encourages people towards jobs that they will find personally fulfilling. <clears throat> and excuse me, because of those two factors, you get people that don't have to worry and are going to work every day doing a job that they love. And that leads to a lot of happy citizens. Yeah, uh, I think there was a there was a part there and I'm trying to remember it exactly. Um, when you talk about how Americans approach work mm -hmm. versus Denmarkians. Den Den uh, Danes? No, Danes? that's not. They, how America is just working is a boatload of hours versus, you know, the Danes. It's, 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 it's almost night and day. And having he those talks basic, about that explicitly. Yeah. Yeah. But he also talks about, so there was another, another zone. Was it, was it in Japan where, Singapore, uh, maybe Singapore, where it was, it was superstructure. Yes, the happiness that was created yep. there was superstructure. It was you don't have to think about things, pretty much, right? And I, I kind of feel like if you look at America and you look at Singapore and you look at, um, why did I? Why did I blank on the Costa Rica? No, I wasn't talking about Costa Rica. We're talking about the Danes, uh, Denmark, 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 um, that they are, I feel like they're on the opposite sides of yes. America where America doesn't have their basic needs met. Um, and they don't have the, the structure yeah. that Singapore has, mm -hmm. um, where and i don't think america could could have that structure i think it would lead to a civil war but uh that it's very interesting i didn't really think about that until now mm -hmm. that they're almost on the opposite sides of what america is yes yeah. well and that's one of the things that's important about this particular book right is that a lot of it is advice for for government and organizational leaders for how can you make turn wherever you are your city your county 
your state, your region, how can you get that area closer to being a, a blue zone, so to speak, yeah. right? Where, with citizens that are productive and happy and lowering crime rates and just people that feel good about being where they are, how do, how do we do that? What are the policy recommendations? So that is one thing that even though it doesn't apply to the individual particularly well, that I do appreciate about this book is that it does, pr it provides almost a blueprint, if I may, for government leaders and what they can do to promote happiness and well-being within their communities. Yeah. Up next, we've got your dad joke coming in from <laughs> Jason's side first. Oh, I get to go What first? do you got for us today? Yeah, uh, you get to lead off. Okay. Have you heard the one about pizza? Never mind, uh, it's too cheesy. Oh, that is too cheesy. But I like I figured it. Anyway. It was a good kickoff to dad jokes. Uh -huh. It's too cheesy. It's too yeah. cheesy. Like all the dad jokes. Okay, I got one for you. I don't, uh, you can stop me if you've heard this one. Have you heard the one about how to fit an elephant into a Safeway plastic bag? Oh, I have. And this is a great joke. You've, I'm not going to stop you on this joke. Well, you, you, you got to take the A out of safe and the F out of way. But there is no F and way. Yes, there is no F and way. It is such a teacher dad joke. There's spelling in it. <laughs> yes, there yeah. is spelling. You got to think about it. You got to think about oh. it. Sometimes you have to write it down. Sometimes yes. you have to. I've had that, people write it down before. That's <laughs> great. That's a solid joke. I've had yeah. adults write it down before. Love I'm it. Like, wait a minute. Love it. Yeah. We're back. Back to BZH. Yes. Um, there was a whole section and they were talking about community and they're talking about Colorado. Yeah. And they were talking about water, um, getting water up to a high point in Colorado. Um, and it was, this, I think it was city of Denver, right? Am I wrong about that? I would need to find it again, but it's in Colorado. Yeah. It's in yeah. Colorado. There's, yeah, it's one of the he, cities. I think he did talk about Denver. Yeah. yeah. Well, it was about getting water up to a certain point, mm -hmm. and you really couldn't, you really couldn't get water up there without putting in more infrastructure and costing the taxpayers a whole bunch of money. Correct. And it's a very, it's a very community thing, and so. They created laws to protect, making sure that developers weren't going to come in and try to to build higher, which would cost you know the taxpayers a whole bunch of, of money. And then they put in uh, some really nice bike lanes. They put in, um, they made they, when you talk about commute, they make commuting really easy where they're at. Um, and the, again, this is all community based, yeah. um, but I read it as, as household based. That's, that's my community. Okay. Right. So mm -hmm. it's the community. I, uh, it's a community I affect. It's the community that I govern. I, I, I co-govern. Is that, is that a, Sure. Yeah. We can yeah. I don't. Sure. Um, but thinking about that, 
so i mean i i'm not putting water to the upper level of my house because of you know of of costs mm -hmm. no that's <laughs> that was horrible cutting back cutting back we're making life simpler running water is too complicated yeah. <laughs> no no more plumbing but when you think about you know i think about the flow of our house and right now we all come in the front door mm -hmm. right and i will be redesigning the house this summer because we have i have a mud room out back and I'll be redesigning it. So you actually have to come in through the mudroom in the back of the house. Okay. okay. Um, and what that does is instead of bottlenecking at the front door, because it's a split level, right? Mm -hmm. Like you, the entryway mm -hmm. in your house is quite, quite big. Yes. Right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you don't have this problem. I have this problem. <laughs> no, but 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 split levels. My mother-in-law has a split level home. We have a family of four. And oftentimes somebody is left standing outside of the house while the other two or three people are taking off their shoes or whatever, getting into yeah. the home because the that platform for the split level, when a lot of houses were built here in the Northwest, that split level, um, the, the entryway interior space is only like maybe 25 square feet if you have a large one it's, it's, it's 25 square feet yeah. it's yeah it's not big um mm -hmm. and so someone stands outside so when you're doing groceries and then you have a yep. you have a small one and you're like mm -hmm. okay come on fast feet it's raining outside i'm, I'm carrying <laughs> stuff right yeah so thinking about designing my environment from a household standpoint we're going to do mm -hmm. things to convert the mudroom. And that mudroom down there is about 60 square feet, right? Mm -hmm. I think that's the, the floor print I, I figured out. Um, and so we'll, it's actually, uh, it's actually kind of a hallway with two closets. And so we're going to knock out kind of the, the closets that are there. We're going to put in some, some good life proof floor. They're not a, a sponsor of ours, but of life proof, you listening to this want to sponsor go for it. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, yeah, that, that's a shameless, shameless plug. Uh, <laughs> um, but to actually also do this is I have to put lights around the outside of the house, right? Mm -hmm. Because now you're, you're entering through the back. So I've got to go and create this environment on why you would want to use this. And you mm -hmm. have to have that if it's, if it's dark, especially this time of year and you're, you're going under the deck and it's not lit well, again, it's going to change that environment for you. And you're like, oh, I'm not going to use it. We'll just go in the front door. And it's like, okay. Mm -hmm. And I'm, so I, I talked to the wife and I said, okay, so if we're going to do this, I'm giving up kind of some, some tool space here, but I'm down to, to sacrifice that because ultimately it will make our jobs a lot easier. Sure. So that that whole thing about that whole thing about designing environment for me ended up resonating in a way of of family, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and then uh, I think at one point in time uh, during that reading it also resonated as as leadership and how do I kind of create that that same thing of making jobs easier for the people that I lead. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, and they even give advice for how can you make your home a more happiness inducing yeah. 
face. Uh, and I won't go over every single one of them. He's got like, I think, 11 points. Um, but some of the ones that uh, kind of jive with what you're saying are decluttering your home, right? Like kind yeah. of streamlining stuff. Everything has its place. You don't have a bunch of crud out and about. You know, that stuff. Um, the, talks... the notorious one is you don't have stuff on your dining room table. Yeah, like flat surfaces, notorious for. Oh, we'll just we'll just throw it there, right? And you know what's funny is he talks about uh, another point that he brings up uh, for maximize maximizing your home environment for happiness is having a flow room. And when he talks, he went and visited a family in Denmark uh that was that, that had this kind of space yeah back to denmark um there it it's not necessarily that there was nothing but that they had like a dining room table that except for family meals that space was where people did their work there yeah. wasn't a tv in there it was generally understood <laughs> that if people needed to do homework or be working in that space that it was going to be quiet and he calls that space a flow room, right? Like a, a place where people go to work. You go into that space and that's where you try to find flow. Um, not a mud just, room, not a mud flow yeah. room, a flow room, right? I mean, and another one other... that you... Oh, we've got to an awkward pause. Oh, no. <laughs> you were saying oh. there's other... There's there's <laughs> other there's other books out there when they talk about flow design of house that and I can't cite any of them but that also go into like putting a TV in your bedroom, right? Mm -hmm. That's not what the bedroom's designed for, right? Yeah, don't do that. You know, yeah. So having a TV in a bedroom can actually disrupt sleep. Yes, right? absolutely. Um, yep. And so if you create your environment, you know, for your child that you know, this really isn't a playroom. This is a, a sleeping room, right? Or this is a flow room, right? Where this is a flow room. to work, right? Yeah. If you're going to be here, this is not, we, we're not jumping on the table. This is not where we play. <laughs> this is where we get work done. Um, and, you know, he, you just mentioned another one about how to optimize your home space. And that's optimize your sleep space, right? With yeah. curtains and a good bed and good airflow and temperature control as best you're able for whatever your home situation well, is. Maybe it's not curtains. Maybe it's just a random blanket. Could be a random blanket. Yes. Because you kind of forgot that we were going to record this for YouTube. That, that's and all right. Now I have a random blanket up, but whatever. See, it's okay. I, I put up, I put up snowflakes to commemorate the season. You, you put up art that you made. That's it's, true. Yes. It's different, yes. different than a blanket, but art you, made. <laughs> you know, one of the things I really like about this book is different from other happiness books that I feel I've read. Um, I think I when I was reading happiness, I put Marcus Aurelius meditations into a happiness book. Okay. You might you might be able to make an argument if it's a happiness book or not. Um, but what I liked about this book versus others is lists. Yes. So the lists and the points like it gave you some really clear actions mm -hmm. to go, let's go do this, right? Yeah. Let's, you know, let's go and, you know, let's design our room for sleep. Let's mm -hmm. create a flow room, you know, let's, uh, let's socialize, whatever this, it was very clear. There's a lot of lists in there. 
And I'm like, I love it. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I think the book ends with like, you know, the, the nine or something like that. that yeah. It, it, yeah. Kind of the new power nine of, yeah, the, of yeah. happiness, which yeah. overlaps a lot with because he talks about the power nine. For those of you that don't know, the power nine is what uh, he really wrote about in the first Blue Zones book. That was really the emphasis. Right. This one does take a broader view of of happiness it it grows on that power nine and talks about well what are recommendations more broadly so yeah 100 percent agree the lists are epic yeah this is a this is a book of lists if you're if you want to start your journey of happiness this is a book of lists yeah and oh. i don't i didn't read the, his other blue zones book so i don't know if it includes lists like this but this one like Here's how, if you're a leader, here's how you can optimize your workplace. Here's a yeah. list, Brrap, right? Yeah. Along with running commentary about what each of those means and yeah. how you can do it. It also, of course, talks about how they've done it in other countries and what that looks like in live examples. Yeah. Um, so out of everything that you've learned in this book, I did it. Um, I'm, I'm very aware of my ums right now. Uh, okay. I, uh, out of everything you learned in this book, how has how has it changed your goals has it changed your goals has it influenced your goals what i appreciate about this book is this actually gives you tools if you are a leader and leader for me is a extremely broad term i am a teacher i am a husband i am a father um, it gives you tools for whatever your level of leadership is. How can I help make the people around me, the people that I lead, happier? Whether that's in your workspace or your family space, whether you're single or part of a huge family or leading a country or a state or a city, it gives you the tools, some some. It, it because it moves away from the individual, it gives you tools for how you can create an environment or a pol uh, either a physical environment or a policy environment that promotes the happiness of all people who may be in your care. So this idea that we can, that happiness does not need to be a solitary endeavor. We can help big groups of people achieve happiness in real concrete powerful ways in addition to kind of buttressing supporting our Tressing. own happiness buttressing yeah buttress, out yes, build up. <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> got to throw yeah. in a three dollar word there every once in a while <laughs> one of those educational words it it gives you the tools to make happiness scalable from the individual level all the way up to I I'll say the country level. That's yeah. the kind of stuff that they're oh, talking 100%. about. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, and so I I, I kind of onion that question to you. There's a lot of layers there. Mm -hmm. If I was to be a little more direct, how has this book influenced your personal goals? Let me tell you mine. Right. All right. You tell okay, me yours. I'll, I'll tell yours. Okay. So. It, it came down to food. I'm, I'm, okay. mo I'm motivated by food. Um, okay. But one of the things I talk about in the book is eating your daily requirement of fruits and vegetables. Okay. All right. Fresh, fresh right. fruits and vegetables. Fresh fruits and vegetables. And I, I looked at this and so I actually Google image searched 
what is a what is a daily requirement of fresh fruits and vegetables look like uh-huh right like what am i if i was to do this daily what what, what am i getting myself into right mm-hmm. um because i usually do a breakfast smoothie which you know fruits not really vegetables but f- fruits are in it there's fruits in there somewhere yeah yeah fruits fruits and yogurt and some oats right but i probably should be eating more more fruits and vegetables um, okay i probably do not get to my daily serving i probably i get probably get closer than i think but i probably do not get my daily serving so one of the goals that i'm going to try to do is i'm going to i'm going to try to figure out you know eating my daily fruits and vegetables requirement okay incorporating that either into dinners or lunches or you know breakfast somehow uh well i feel like uh one of the things that is is big i think they even kind of talked about this in in denmark is they were they go to the grocery store a lot more yeah or maybe it was yep. maybe it's costa rica which we haven't really talked about at all which was a community costa rica was kind of focused on community and socializing correct um, yeah but you know usually usually in america you go to the grocery store maybe once a week yeah right? where that's that is very not european uh and so kind of thinking about my my daily fruits and vegetables requirements you know what it would look like if you know do i need to go to the grocery store more do i need to you know how do i plan it out um and i've even i mean i've even gone as far as looking at uh gummies you know the fruits and vegetables gummies and okay the, the, the give powders. yourself a little hand up yeah mm-hmm. um and like so one of the things i read about the powders is is it's it doesn't really replace it's it's good for you it's mm-hmm. it's giving you nutrition but it doesn't really replace your daily requirements because there's no yeah so i i got I, I think my goal is i gotta and i have to design it but my mm-hmm. uh, my goal mm-hmm. is gonna be like i'm gonna do a week where i okay. eat my daily required just a week just a week uh, just a week i'm gonna make mm-hmm. sure i eat my daily requirement and kind of go from there mm-hmm. and I, we'll see we'll see if it it does anything you know, we'll see if it if it it lasts. See if I feel happier because of it. If I have more energy, I don't know. What I am, I think I'm very intrigued by this whole concept of eating healthier, which brings me into kind of wanting to read his Blue Zones cookbook. Okay, yeah, yeah. those yeah. Th- those two goals could go hand in hand. I think that's a nice. Uh, a nice kind of leading into his cookbook. Give it a shot. Yeah. What? Sure. Okay. So after I said all that, and my my question, I'm going to go back to this question, right? Okay. With that said, is there a a goal in mind where you think this book can help influence or change that goal? Yes. Work less. <laughs> yes. Work less. Work uh, less. I know. Uh, so uh, working that, in education. Great. I have a I have a student teacher this year. She's wonderful. Um, but one of the pieces of advice I gave her was that as educators, elementary educators specifically, um, we could probably put in 60 to 80 hour weeks and still feel like we're not doing enough. It's kind of a, 
a hazard of the profession. Um, I feel like but, that's an American hazard, though, as well. You're not wrong. Like, you're not you, wrong. Like, yeah. it almost, I mean, I'm not taking away from the educational side of things because I know there's a lot of work that goes on that people don't see mm-hmm. and they don't realize. Just in the conversations I've had with with you and my my brother about setting up classroom, but mm-hmm. you know, work less is yeah is is great. I yeah. In, in a lot of the country, well, so I'll be specific. In Costa Rica and Denmark, they talk about a pretty, I won't say seriously limited, but definitely keeping work weeks under 40 hours to leave time for other pursuits like family or doing other stuff that makes you happy. Um, I've, I've taken on, all, yeah, hobbies. Uh, I, and also it makes room for this concept of a moai, which is a, a Japanese term for like a small group of friends that get together and share common interests. The social strand, which we haven't talked all that much about, um, is an important aspect of a person's overall happiness. If you don't have time to have a tribe, to have a moai, to have pursuits outside of work, then you're in pursuit of one strand of happiness or of just meeting your own needs. You're kind of sacrificing your, your, your social happiness and your ability to pursue other things that can be really fulfilling. So if, if I one piece for myself, and I, I guess if I could give one piece for other people work less, it will give you more time to spend with your kids, with your family, with people that you love. Um, and I think that that's a powerful one. So how do you, I mean, I, I, I 100% agree. I think that's, it's super powerful. Um, I, how do you do it? So how do you create that into an action. Uh, so like, for example, like, for it's two o'clock kids. It's two. It, we got to go. Deuces. Yeah. Independence. Later. <laughs> um, one thing that I, or to give advice to other educators, don't take your work home with you stop it you you have your own families at home and if you're trying to watch tv or have dinner while you're grading tests you're not being present um and i i think that's probably not helping your happiness level right so finding a way to balance your workload i used to this is true i used to go over every single homework assignment that students brought me and correct every single question and provide them feedback um, and it's unsustainable, right? If, if I have 25 students and they each have one piece of homework, that's uh, every week, that's 125 extra assignments that I need to grade. So finding, finding either ways within your work to do less of things that you don't enjoy that extend your workday or consolidate to doing more of the things that you do enjoy. For me, it's project-based learning, planning projects for my kids. Um, But also, you know, even going back further to, are you in a job that is helping you find your purpose? Are you in a job where you get to do what you enjoy? And maybe you don't have the luxury of that right now so how can you get yourself how can you job craft yourself one step closer to that and i think right and i think everybody can can try to think about either how can i work less or how can i job craft meaning 
do within the sphere that makes up my job? How can I spend more time doing stuff I enjoy and less time doing stuff I don't enjoy? And I think one of the things you said there was protect the time you have. So yes. by not doing work at home, but it's also protecting the time you have. So if you are sitting at dinner, um, I mean, I just had the bean just did this to me where I was working on something and I was late and uh, I called and she was like, daddy, I miss you. And I'm like, I'm going, it doesn't matter what I'm working on. Mm -hmm. right now. Mm -hmm. right? It wasn't important enough. I, I'm out. I got to go. And so if you're at dinner, you're protecting the time and the phones away. If you're at, you know, whatever that is, it, it's, it's about that environmental design and it's about protection of what you have um mm. I, I will kind of on that one of the things that i have done for travel you know and i think about protecting kind of the environment is i'm i'm gonna check bags i'm i'm gonna pay to check bags versus you know okay so it cost me a few extra bucks yes Mm -hmm. but I don't have to schlep all this stuff around, mm -hmm. right? It gives me, I don't have to be accountable for all this stuff. It's like, Hey, I'm just, I'm there with my kiddo. I'm there with the wife and we're, we're doing what we're doing. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's a, that's a great goal. And I think everybody should have that goal. Protect your time. Yeah. Look, your, your, your job is it's not going to be there to help you when you're an old man or an old woman but your kids will your partner will um yeah. and you can increase the likelihood of that by by making sure that you're you're good and present and that you make time for them time is the only resource that we have that is truly truly limited i could have all of my time snatched away from me tomorrow uh, through events completely outside of my control. Well, um, that's dark. Just like, yeah, yeah, I mean, just reality, just but it's it dark. dark place for a second, <laughs> wow. right? I mean, but also remembering that, not being burdened by that, yeah. But remembering that, like, I I really read a great analogy the other day. You know, people think about like, okay, if you only had one day left to live, people are like, oh, I'm gonna party, I'm gonna do whatever. And instead of thinking it that way, and this of course resonates with me because it's a military analogy instead of thinking about like these are my last days here how can i absorb as much pleasure as possible what if you thought of it like a soldier going on deployment right if i was a soldier that was going to go on deployment and i didn't know if i was going to come home what would i do i would put my affairs in order i would tell my kids and my wife how much i love them and how much they mean to me every day Right. And I would make sure that everybody around me felt good. I would make sure that I was protecting the happiness of the people around me. So if you think of it that way, as opposed to, you know, this this dark feeling of, well, thinking about death is is terrible. So I want to make myself happy uh, instead of thinking of it that way. If you think about it like, well, I might not be here as long as I want to be. So how can I make sure that I leave this world 
as good as I can. And you don't, you don't get that by drinking a lot and partying. You get that <laughs> by taking care of the people around yeah. you. And I think if we did that every day, if we kept our affairs in order every day, if we told the people around us every day, how much they meant to us, be they people at work or your partner, or your kids or whatever, um, if you're making yeah. time to do that, I, I think that everybody could be a happier person. So if you created your own power nine, if you will, mm -hmm. right. Okay. That mm -hmm. was mm -hmm. focused on keeping your affairs in order to kind of de declutter, focus your life. Cause I, you know, yeah, there's some darkness to it, but I, I am very much so agreeance because the moment, especially, I mean, especially when they're young, those moments for your kids that you're making an impact, mm -hmm. you know, they can remember you as a dad that always worked all the time, or they can remember you as a dad that showed up to their events. Or you can remember you when you got home as a dad that, you know, got on the floor and played with them or a dad who sat in the office and, and did things. So it's, it's or, or a mom that was grading tests until late as at night or, or i don't want to i don't want to yeah i don't want to downplay the moms i mean yeah a hundred percent i we got to make sure that we're we're protecting that environment of you know I, i'm gonna leave work at this time so i can pick up my kid i'm gonna mm -hmm. i'm gonna make sure that i'm i'm picking up my kid at least once a week if i'm not the one who's always doing it and yeah you know, I'm going to create that, that time for myself. hundred percent so, agree. Yeah, for sure. No. Yeah. 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 Oh, wait. So, so we're kind of wrapping this whole shindig book enchilada up, if you will. Yeah. Home stretch. Home, home stretch. Yes. Okay. So who are you recommending this book to? You I kind of touched on this mm -hmm. in the very beginning. I did. Yeah, I, I gave you, you jumped away. jumped the gun a little bit uh, there. I did. Yeah. I'm, so, I'm sorry, world. Um, but to reiterate, I, I think I do think that anybody could benefit from this book. Um, this book covers happiness from the micro level all the way right all the way down to the individual and what can you do um, as a just a, a person no matter what your resource level or education level, what can you do to make yourself happier all the way up to what can countries do uh, to make themselves happier? So I would say this book is valuable for anybody. I'll go ahead and say it. Anybody who cares about making their world, whatever size you want to make that world yeah. This is good for anybody who wants to make their world, their community, or themselves a happier place. Um, especially, I would recommend this book for people who feel lost or de depressed. If you're sad, pick this book up and think about how you can make your life better. And then start thinking about how you can make the lives of others better because i can tell you from experience that a great way to kind of snap yourself out of those doldrums 
is to take care of other people. It is so hard to be sad when you're making other people happy. And I don't mean in the the clown methodology. I mean, yeah. like really taking care of the people around you. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I'll, 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 I'll dovetail onto that, um, which I don't think we, I don't know if furniture is dovetailed anymore. I guess the good stuff is, all the Ikea the stuff, stuff is. is. The good the stuff is. The good stuff. So let's get into the good stuff, I guess. Let's um, get into the, yeah. Um, Hardware joinery. It, I feel like wherever you are on the spectrum of happiness, wherever you are, mm -hmm. I think this book has a place for you. Um, this book has a place to create actionable steps to move that needle forward, right? Um, so if you're just trying to find your own happiness, I think there's actionable steps. I think if you have your own happiness and you're trying to figure out how to share it with other communities and other people, this book has its place. Even if you you find yourself happy and you just want to be happier. Yeah. I, I think this book has a good place. I think this was a great book to read to kind of start off the happiness that we're going to be exploring this season because we got three more books to talk about happiness and i kind of wish i could rattle them all off right now i can't oh, oh i think i think d can uh, i i would need to find the page in my journal <laughs> but um uh, well blue zones of happiness um i want to say you are here you are here. The subtle, the subtle art of not giving a F was that one in our um, happiness. Was, I'm pretty sure that was in the happiness. And then uh, the new Ryan Holiday book. We well, you know how uh, we love a good Ryan Holiday book. Discipline is destiny. Yeah, yeah. So, and I wonder. I, I kind of thinking about that with the the lens of blue zones and mm -hmm. where they talked about Singapore. I'm kind of mm -hmm. wondering if we'll see some similarities there. There, there may be. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Have you started reading Disciplines? Mm -hmm. I know how much you love Ryan it, Holiday. It has been everything I can do to not <laughs> crack it yet. Well, I know that we have uh, How to Raise Kids That Aren't A-Holes coming up next, and I want to make sure that I'm on top of that. Well, I, I feel like this is going to be a challenge for us this year because we we don't, we don't swear on this podcast so we do not you know we we got we got f's and we got a's and we, we got gotta, f's and a's we gotta figure that's, out that's to... that those are the grades that we receive yeah <laughs> yes, we gotta figure out how to navigate that too yeah for sure yeah so the the new one of the new things we said we're going to do this year we don't have intro or outro music for this but we said shout outs Shout outs. About shout outs i'd love to do some shout outs do you yeah. got one ready i i have i have one ready and i well, i think as i read this book really kind of what resonated for me in it um from a leadership standpoint is kind of all the the leaders who gave me tools to be better mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. You know, we've mentioned Scott House, um, a, a chef that we both work with, and yeah. you know his saying of "share the secret," right? Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. those types of tools, 
just kind of come in abundance when you're aware and you're listening to the leaders that are around you. And sometimes it's even in the form of you have someone, you have a boss that is just not a boss that you jive with. There's definitely something that can be learned there. So it's really a shout out to all, all those leaders that have kind of helped mold and sculpt me on who I am. I think they've, they've helped me be better and also a, a happier leader. Good. So that, that's my, that's my shout out. It's a, it's a little generic besides me, you know, calling out Scott house who I don't know where he is in life right now, but yeah. I, uh, my shout out is even more generic. I'm, I'm going <laughs> to shout out, I, I'm going to shout out my wife. Uh, I, I have to, she, she is definitely one of the huge driving reasons that I am so happy to have built a life with such a wonderful partner and friend. Uh, I can't imagine being as, as happy as I am now without her in my life. So special yeah. shout out to my wife. Oh, the wife, your wife's great too. Like we, we, we swung wonderful. by the house the other day to drop off some stuff and we haven't, we haven't because of circumstances, we haven't seen you guys in forever. Yeah. Like mm-hmm, we're mm-hmm. over and I'm like, man, we need to, we need to get back together. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, we yeah. get, we get together virtually, you know, every yeah. couple of weeks or whatever, but uh, yeah, getting the families together, I think definitely needs to be a thing. Yeah, we, we'll we'll put it on the calendar. We'll figure it out. It Let's probably do Probably won't be until the new year. Let's be honest. But that's um, like <laughs> yeah. so. Yeah, my dude, my dude. This is it this is has been, yeah. This fun. It has been I, a hoot. Yeah, yeah. I it's glad to be back here. I'm I'm excited about what we have in store for season two. Definitely. Um, I I I, I think we've got a great collection of books to read. Well, we spoilered a few of them already, right? We got how to raise kids that aren't a holes coming up next. Yeah. Um. I I I had uh, a sleepover. Uh, it's my <laughs> my youngest birthday did, this weekend. So did we you had make a sleepover. them read? Did you make them read? You know, my my. It's funny. Speaking of my wife, she she that book was out on the coffee table, uh, and she made me <laughs> give it away because she was like, "Kids are gonna look at that, and they're gonna tell their parents that." that your child's dad reads books that have swearing because they don't get it. I was like, and you're like, yes, (laughs) yes. Isn't that okay? Yeah. Um, Discipline is destiny by Ryan holiday coming up after that. And then uh, another one that I plan on using to help my wife uh, stop overthinking. So those are kind of, uh, I'm I'm super excited for that. And you can, you can Mm -hmm. hear the full list in our, our preseason episode right yes um mm-hmm. i'm working on i'm working on some amazon things to get a list up on our Wonderful. link tree great yeah. um so i i think it's it's a great collection of books and we're we've got four topics that we're covering right so we're covering happiness mm-hmm. we're covering parenting mm-hmm. we're covering emotional intelligence Wait, yes. only three. Sorry, it's only, only three. three. Yep. Yeah, because it's, like, four four. it's, it's four books. Wait a What's the four? It's four <laughs> books. It's four books per category. Yes. But yeah. Yes. And we're we're gonna alternate between books, so we're not back to backing a parenting. We're not back to backing happiness. Um, just because I 
I personally felt like I couldn't go and read four parenting books or four happiness books in a row. Like, I think mm-hmm. my brain would just fry out a little bit. Yes. So, my dude, it's yeah. been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure. We'll see you next time. N- next time. I, I feel yes, like we sir. said other words here, but next time. <laughs> next time. <laughs> Our podcast was originally recorded on Zoom. Special thanks to Skillsoul on Pixabay for providing our intro and outro music. If you've enjoyed this podcast, uh, please hit the like and subscribe button on your podcast provider. Follow us on Instagram at Two Dudes Review Books. Let us know what you think we should review. Keep reading, keep learning, keep growing, keep pursuing what's important to you, and keep listening to our podcast. Stay thirsty, my friend. <laughs> uh, <laughs>